eight out of 10 women believe that the first kiss will tell them everything that they need to know about a relationship. And believe me, she has definitely thought about it. She has? Oh, of course. I mean, not that she's gonna act on it, so it's no real big deal. Well, it's no big deal then. Well, it's a very big deal, Albert! Huge! Monumental! You are not listen. I need you to wrap your head around this. Tomorrow night, Allegra Cole could have her last first kiss. This episode, we're not just exploring the science of kissing, we're sinking our heartbeats to the rhythm of love. From Prince's iconic kiss to the timeless classic, It's In His Kiss, we're diving into the melodies that resonate with the art of smooching. Join us as we unravel the lyrical secrets and scientific wonders behind those musical kisses. Get ready to experience the magic where music and osculation, yeah, I said it, meet. Ah, the art of the perfect kiss an age-old dance of romance, chemistry, and maybe the touch of the unexpected. That hilarious scene from Hitch sets the stage for our exploration into the science of smooching. Welcome to Put em on the Couch, where we're about to unravel the mysteries of kissing, from the first awkward peck to the passion embraces that stand the test of time. Now, as we embark on this journey, let's ponder a few questions. Can a kiss be dangerous? What about the very first kiss in history? Do all people kiss? And what about our fellow creatures in the animal kingdom? Can a simple kiss on a boo-boo really make it feel better? Or is that just child's play? Have you ever wondered why some cultures opt for smelling their kids' heads instead of kissing? And let's not forget the magic potion we exchange. What's in saliva anyway? We'll delve into the tantalizing possibility of determining someone's parental potential with a kiss. Did kissing originate from the sweet rituals of mother transferring chewed foods to their babies mouth to mouth? as suggested by some scientists? What wisdom did Darwin share about this intimate act? And of course, are there health benefits to kissing? Fighting tooth decay? Boosting immunity, really? Maybe even acting as a vaccination against certain diseases, as some microbiologists might believe? So whether you're a seasoned kisser or pondering your first lip lock, join us in this exploration of osculation or phylometology and the enchanting world of kissing. But first, we wanna hear from you. When was your first kiss? Don't forget to share those stories, likes, and reviews on Spotify, Apple, and the Facebook page, Put Them on the Couch. Now, without further ado, let's dive into the science of face sucking. Nelson Boyer. Welcome back, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well, man. Of course, for me, Valentine's Day is the happiest of days because my wife and I both disdain it. I thought you were going to say for you and your wife, Valentine's Day is every day we, except today. No, we hate it with the fire of a thousand suns. And honestly, man, we're not like that romantic. You know what I mean? No, I mean, in I some respects, we're kind of romantic, but... We're not that romantic. I see. So tell me, man, do you remember your first smooch, your first face suck? With my wife or no, in just general? in general. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. In, in your case, I think you and your wife have been together since what? Third grade? Fifth grade? Uh, yeah. 
middle school, school right? Preschool. Really? Middle? <laughs> you guys yeah, met middle. at the bus stop in middle school, right? Yeah, middle school. Um, so it could be your wife, but no. Do no, you, do you God, remember? come on, man. I was a player. Oh, okay. You were, you were, you were uh, knocking them dead at the... Um, Sucking face in second grade, baby. In, yeah, really? Yeah, no, actually, my first... I was I was probably something of a late bloomer. My first kiss was in uh, in fourth grade. Summer of fourth grade. Mm. It was magic. What do you remember about it? What don't I remember about it? Uh, the name of the, the guy... Um, <laughs> what he smelled like I don't know Actually you know I don't remember The name of the girl mm-hmm. I want to say It was Jessica You know maybe My sister would remember It was We were sent up To um, Oh god We were sent up To hang out With our family That year We spent like a week With six different relatives In Connecticut mm-hmm. And during One of those weeks uh, I met a girl um, Who was like A neighbor Of a relative of mine An uncle or something and we uh, we ended up making out uh, nice. all week. It was fun. Well, speaking of memorable. Hurt when it ended, though. Yeah, I bet. What about you? What was your first well, kiss? <laughs> if you don't mind me sharing a quick tale, I remember it like it was yesterday, Nelson. Under that starry sky, the rain barely tipping down, but she and I were protected from the uh, weather because I was sitting up under an air condition hanging out of, hanging out of the window um, from the living room of my great-grandmother's house on Truett Street. In Greenwood, South Carolina. Oh man, it's etched. Was it good? It's etched into my memory, um, so so strongly. Yeah, it was good. It was romantic. It was tantalizing. Yet a little forbidden, you know. Ah, young love. Well, what about your- she had long hair, soft lips. Nelson, I even remember her name it was Kim. And if it weren't for my pesky mom coming out on the porch and yelling, "Jason, what are you doing?" Knowing full well that I was out there kissing Kim. Now I don't think it's fair that mom got so mad at me. I mean, God, you were old how, enough to drive. What did known, she care? How could I have known Kim was my cousin? Well, because you're from South Carolina. Yeah. Aren't they all cousins? No, I was going to say, she yelled at me from the porch. And here's the funny thing. Apparently, even in South Carolina, it's frowned upon. Yeah, I mean, there's taboos. Kissing your cousin. So, yeah, I didn't realize it. I was making out with my cousin. That's well, yeah, a true story. Well, you know, maybe you could be a, you could be a Roosevelt. You could be president. Yeah, if only. They're fifth if cousins, only. though. I wonder if what the rules are, I mean, for... Cause Kiss, snuggling, well, I mean, we, noodling. We, we have to talk. Uh, you know, you have to ask. Well, God, you'd have to ask about uh, who's it, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Didn't he marry a cousin? We've had Ooh. a lot of cousin marriages, Ooh. and it must be like everybody makes fun of South Carolina, but it's almost like a New York thing, huh? I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, if you count Giuliani and all the um, you gotta count Kennedys. Them. Well, that Kennedy's definitely uh, Massachusetts. You gotta count. Them. So look, um, you realize that. There is no official definition of kissing. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there so have been, well, there I, been a few. There have been a few contenders. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention one. Um, a lady named Cheryl uh, Christenbaum, I think. She's written a book on the science of kissing. She's actually a research scientist, I think, currently at Michigan State. She's been at UT Austin. Um, she's been at um, Duke University when she started her career. But anyway, for her research, she just simply um, defined kissing as pressing your lips up against something. It, it doesn't even have to be another person. Uh, but others have obviously suggested that, you know, kissing, if it's going to be romantic, then it has to be done with somebody that's not your relative for maybe the purpose of, like, showing love or lovemaking, and it needs to be a kiss on at least another body part, preferably the other person's lips. Um, but, yeah, there's no real specific definition because, well, partly because we haven't been studying kissing scientific for very, for very long. Well, yeah, you know, one of the things that I love about being a historian is the idea, um, and, you know, it, it kind of drives the whole study almost, 
the idea that for everything that has ever happened, for everything that we as human beings have ever done, mm-hmm. there has to be a first time for it. Well, I was going to ask you that question. There's got to be a do, first time for it. Do we know if, if there's something that sort of marks the first, like, romantic kiss among humans? I mean, well, there's, maybe there's, there's something quite, in the epic of Gilgamesh or there, something in the Roman Empire, right? There's plenty of debate uh, mm-hmm. on the topic. Some people point to... Uh, Hinduism. Yeah, the some, Vedas, right? The yeah, Sanskrit. some some people point to uh, mess, but in, in Hinduism, the idea was they were sucking each other's souls. Yeah, soul sucking. Right? Soul sucking. There's um, a song in there somewhere. Not, a, not in a bad way, but no. like in a sharing, sharing yeah, your souls. communicating, uh, getting to know one another. And you know, with something like sex, which also I guess had to have a first time, there's mm-hmm. an obvious evolutionary component, biological yeah. necessity. You would think. Kissing's kind of unique to human beings, and we think that, and this is my best answer for you, it developed at separate times and places across the world, mm. and so I don't give it to so any... suggesting it's not probably biological, at least not exclusively biological. Not exclusively biological. Because if it were, we'd see, it, especially we'd see our more romantic, universality. Sir, especially our romantic variety of mm-hmm. kissing. Um now I don't know about other, you know, Animals. platonic sort of kissing, you know, friendships. Oh, you know. non-romantic. Um, yeah, so you yeah. know, the French are famous for for this. Although yeah. maybe it's romantic in France. I don't know. It's well, did you know that um, there have been some studies, including Justin Garcia's group out of uh, Kinsey Institute in Indiana, Indiana University. I wasn't able to talk with him. He didn't get back with me, probably because I didn't reach out to him in time. But um, his group, I think, in 2015, went out and surveyed about 168 different societies, different cultures, and they were planning on, you know, having to explain the fact that most cultures do, in fact, engage in romantic kissing. And to his uh, surprise, only about 50% of them um, indicated that they kiss romantically. See, that's weird, too, because to me, that's such a small percentage, or it's Mm -hmm. not a small percentage, but... But it's not as many as you'd think, for certainly not universal. Right, and so... But you, you also can't say it's cultural when it's that many. That many, yeah. And so it, it, well, it really is a strange thing, this so, kiss. So, so here's the thing. Um, I think uh, if you ask evolutionary biologists what they believe the purpose of kissing is, they would probably tell you that it's about communicating what kind of potential mate the other person is, specifically what kind of potential mate the heterosexual male partner, the potential male partner would be. Think about it this way. Um, for women... Across most of the animal kingdom, I dare say, a kiss, if it leads to sex, could be dangerous in the sense that that could equal nine months of pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. But for a man, a kiss is really just a kiss. It, it can mean a lot or little or nothing at all. You could just wipe it off, forget about it, and keep going, and there's no nine months of pregnancy. There's no parasitizing your abdomen. Um, so what an evolutionary biologist might say is that women may be maybe evolved the kiss or co-opted the kiss um, as a way of assessing a partner's potential mate value, right? A p- partner's potential value as a, of a, as a father. And I'm not saying consciously necessarily, but unconsciously sort of sampling the man's uh, DNA, or what's called the major histocompatibility complex, which are those genes that code for the uniqueness of the immune system, we do find in studies similar to this, women all over the world find certain men's um, sweat um, arousing, appealing, and other men's sweat not so arousing or appealing. And guess whose sweat they find the least arousing or appealing? The uh-huh. sweat of their dads, uncles, and brothers. We believe that that's because they are unconsciously um, 
picking up on the similarity within the immune system of brother's sweaty t-shirt and their own sweat, their own immune system. You wouldn't want um, offspring to be so, uh, you wouldn't want offspring to be the result of such little genetic diversity. You want to make sure that your significant other, the person that you're procreating with, has a, a compatible immune system, a compatible uh, series of genes. So we, we think that maybe Do you kissing is a way of getting close to a person yeah. and sampling something about them through their saliva in the case of, of actual mouth-to-mouth, but maybe sniffing. Maybe we're picking oh, yeah, up pheromones maybe, right? or something, right? And if you think about it, well, we throughout the world, too. we sniff yeah, a we lot, do right? That too. The, yep. People in the Middle East sniff, people throughout Thailand sniff, the Mongolians kiss So you and think sniff. maybe it was a, a simple act of getting taking a quick sniff and then yeah. maybe tripping? Which makes you wonder <laughs> about Joe pushed. Biden, doesn't it? Maybe he's more evolved than we think. Maybe he's smarter than we think. Maybe he knows something we don't. Mm-hmm. People are always kidding him about sniffing people's heads, but he's just getting information about them. He's just finding out what kind of person they are. Yeah, I think, um, no, I, no, I'm not going there. Uh, so listen, is this like, uh, is this what leads up to uh, a kiss in your household? This hot talk about pheromones, uh, no, DNA, no, I was gonna say, immune please, systems. Please, this is sexy. Don't sexy, use Jason. anything I'm telling you as um, uh, uh, fodder or otherwise um, foreplay to try to get your significant other in the mood. I don't think that's going to work. No, I don't think so either. Uh, you know, neither is um, like leaving some saliva on a on a cup and trying to exchange it with your significant other surreptitiously. Yeah, but let me just put this out there, okay? Because mm-hmm. I, I get I get where you're coming from, evolutionarily speaking, all yeah. of that. And this is purely anecdotal. But what else do we have to go on? Mm-hmm. A kiss feels to me, and I'd love to get our listeners to weigh in on Facebook or maybe join the conversation mm-hmm. somehow. But it feels very natural. Well, you know, it feels very natural. Yeah, and, but, and but, if you but go back know in the it, record, but when right? it's not, when it doesn't feel right, people know it, right? Upwards of sixty percent of people say, "Look, I have just pulled the plug on an otherwise budding relationship because we kissed, and it just didn't feel." I think right. that goes to my point, though. Yeah. What I'm saying is, kissing you know in a good. in a good relationship. Yeah, it's good when it's good, and it's bad when it's bad. Yeah. Do you think? I, would you ever date or continue to date a bad kisser? No. In fact, I actually have stopped think, dating someone that I didn't think was compatible with me in terms of the kiss. Would you and think here's the one thing. Man's I don't know if it was conscious. I don't know if it was like, oh, that felt weird, it it's bad, our, our mouths didn't line up, and therefore I don't want to continue doing it because it feels weird, or if that was just my unconscious speaking through my voice. Right. Right. Saying right. you're incompatible. You guys are too similar genetically, and your offspring would be Well, that's defective. why I'm saying maybe it, it, that's why I said it feels natural. Yeah, yeah. In, in we, a good relationship. Now, there are people who Wait, study are, the act of kissing itself, right? They, they tell you that um, when, you, when you look at thousands of people across all sorts of cultures and contexts engaging in romantic kissing, everybody tilts their head slightly to the right, no matter if they're right or left-handed. And no one yes, really understands yes. why that is. Yeah, that is weird. Have yeah. you ever tried to go the other way? There was it's a whole awkward. thing about it's it. Awkward. We tried before. It's like, what are you yeah, doing? What are you doing? So this what are is your, terrible. What, all, what, are, what other kiss no-nos uh, do you have for us? Do well, you have some? you probably don't want to fill another person's mouth up with your tongue. You probably don't want to exchange too much saliva all at once. Where are you, you on pro- eyes open or closed? Um, eyes open and closed, especially oh, wow, no, with someone no. that I love. I don't really mind. Again, it depends if it's a peck or if it's just like a little nibble saying goodnight. I mean, some scientists argue that kissing in most cultures, at least nowadays, is really about punctuating the relationship. And I know from my own, cult, uh, from my own family, we kiss to punctuate, right? Like, 
I kiss you to tell you I love you. I kiss you to say goodbye. I kiss you to say just because. I kiss you to greet you good morning. It's not just about sex. Obviously, because I'm doing it with my kids, but also even with my wife, it's not more often than not about sex. Um, right. we're, we're just kissing each other to mark that moment. It's a it's a punctuation mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Which I, I kind of like. Is there um, is is there a rule on what a healthy relationship needs to have in terms of a kiss? Um, no, as long as there is kissing within the cultural really? acceptable bounds. Yeah. So that 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 study's been looked at as well. People were asked across um, the U.S. Would you give up kissing or sex? Um, uh, they wanted to find out if your relationship could be satisfactory, basically, without one or the other. And more people say, I, I can't be in a satisfying long-term relationship without kissing versus I can't be in one without sex. So we, we know that at least as far as people's reports, self-reports, they say that kissing is more important to them slightly than having sex. I could see that, I suppose, but... I mean, mean, it is an intimate thing, right? Not that sex isn't, but it is an intimate thing, and I think it can communicate so many different things that maybe sex just can't. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, think about all the things that kissing can communicate. It can can communicate love, respect, friendship, reconciliation, trust. Well, and also it can be completely, as I said, it can be completely platonic, whereas I don't know sex could ever be, right? I mean... I mean, I guess just... I guess it's... Well, it certainly is with some chimps, our closest living relatives, the bonobo chimps. They have sex quite a bit. They also kiss quite a bit. They kiss quite a bit, although they do what Darwin called kiss-like behavior. We don't know if they're kissing because we can't really attribute or anthropomorphize. We we try not to. Uh, We don't know exactly what their motivation is, but we do know they suck each other's tongues for up to 15 minutes. um, And we know that they're more likely to do that when they are like in a spirit of grooming or reconciling or sharing communally, um, it might be that they are engaging in kissing the same way we engage in hugging. So I to see. most animals who kiss or neck or lick but one bonobos another. bonobos hug as well. Yeah, but, it, but, but their kiss might represent our hug. Okay. Right? So they'll, they'll kiss anybody and everybody for all sorts of reasons. We don't do that quite as much, but we will hug. What about what about you personally? You've mm-hmm. been married for what ten years? At least a little over. A little over ten mm-hmm. years. I mean, has what? Well, has I mean, my kisses involved? No, yeah. I mean, just the the. Yeah, we don't use tongue hardly any. You see what I'm saying? Anymore. Like when I was a kid, like you know, right. sixteen, seventeen, dating my yeah. now wife. That's the, that's the go-to move. Man, isn't it? it was just the tongue. Nothing, nothing, nothing like making out. No. Nothing like making out. In so fact, but I can't remember the last time a man that I've actually sat and just maybe had a like, make-out session. Maybe through were like. No, it wasn't like making out a session. I mean, it was yeah. supposed to lead to yeah, something yeah. else. But uh, I think really it was, you know, if we've been drinking or something, mm-hmm. it's not like on a Saturday we're going to start making out the way we used to. Well, you know, I think Desmond Morris, the, Maybe I've just the, lost famous, step. the, the famous anthropologist who wrote The Naked Ape, um, he uh, s- sent his students out to, to ask survey questions of uh, the opposite sex. Um, and one of the things he found is that People are more likely to say, um, I don't kiss just because I like kissing. I kiss because I hope it'll lead to something else. And others would say, well, I like kissing because I like to find out more about the person. I like to find out what they taste like, smell like, like what kind of a giver they are, like how they share. Now, let me ask you, who do you think disproportionately said, I just kiss hoping it'll lead to something more? I don't 
think either of us really. Men, men, men in oh, his men study, would. Yeah, in sure, his study, sure. men did, and in, in his study, women uh, were more likely to say, "Oh, well, I'm learning so much about the person from the kiss." Um, I've heard other psychologists and biologists say for women, kissing is extremely important early in the relationship, uh, like before sex, and for men, um, it's it's important. Excuse me, the opposite. For, for men, it's important before you have sex, and for women, it's important after sex, right? Like, which makes sense. If men are using it, at least in part, to sort of hoping it'll lead to sex, then, of course, they would be really into it before sex yeah, and not as much after. There's also some suggestions that, you know, inside the saliva itself, there's a cocktail of hormones, neurotransmitters, you name it, including chemicals like serotonin, which makes us crave one another and become almost obsessive with our thoughts of one another. Yes. Oxytocin, which makes us feel warmth or bonding towards one another and trust. Um, but also testosterone, which might possibly raise our sexual receptivity or proceptivity. Yeah, I've heard that one. It might yep. actually encourage arousal. So the sloppier kissers, maybe they are unconsciously or consciously trying to get the woman in the mood. Which Maybe. is kind of interesting. Look, I'll tell you. <clears throat> I don't um, know. Most women would tell you a sloppy kiss is a definite turnoff. Yeah, but you know what they say more often than not? The thing they remember about a bad kiss is that um, the person's smell, the person's smell, the person's taste. They remember that more than back just to a, that smell element yeah, of that, the old that connection to sniffing. Up. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, look, let's take a little break while we are thinking about it and come back and talk a little more about um, oculation or kissing. You're listening to Put Them on the Couch with Nelson Boyer and Jason McCoy. And today's topic, the science of smooching. back you've been listening to put them on the couch with your host jason mccoy and my co-host and confidant nelson bowyer listen we've been talking about the science of oculation or kissing smooching face sucking we've been talking about some of the biology some of the chemistry some of the real nuts and bolts evolutionarily what might have sort of propelled us towards this thing we call romantic kissing today nelson um in your travels your study as a historian, poli-sci guy, what would you like to comment on regarding this strange behavior? Yeah, well, I mean, the cultural acceptance, the social acceptance, and as a result, the laws that govern kissing are different depending on where you go or any public displays of affection. They've been different in the United States. We've had different laws, weird laws. I will say the best place I have ever been for the kiss by far mm. Rio de Janeiro. Really? It's Carnival, so? baby. Oh, Carnival. Oh, it's my about God. That time, I mean, right? look, these it's people. It's about that time. It's Ash Wednesday coming up. Everybody's in good shape. Mm. Everybody's on the good beach. Good spirits. Good spirits. Caiparina. I mean, every. It's, now, why are they kissing? Not to greet or not to say hello. They're kissing what? Just to express their sexuality, express their most, love of one Mostly, another? I would suppose. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's party uh, time. It's party time, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all freeing. Now, the year before we went yeah. to Rio in 2021, we went to probably the most restrictive culture that I have ever been to, at least when right. it comes to kissing public displays of affection. Uh, what was that? Dubai. Dubai. Dubai in the Middle East. Did you know we went once uh, to 
take a picture at the, um, oh, I got to think of the place. It was the, the mosque, the Shaikh mm-hmm. Zaid uh, m- mosque in yeah. Abu Dhabi. And I put my arm around my daughter. Not, no, not a good no, move. No, no, no. And they were very, very clear. And look, this is the age of the selfie, right? Yeah, yeah. You got people falling off the Grand Canyon because yeah, yeah. they're so obsessed with these things. You got Westerners going over to Dubai wanting to do so Western things. So somebody actually things. stopped you when you were putting your arm around your daughter to do a selfie? They said, no. Mm-mm. Really? So these were authorities. And there's only designated areas where you can take a selfie at to the mosque because yeah, you want to yeah. be respectful. Well, I do know there's a place in America, maybe Kentucky or somewhere, where it's still on the books that you can't Not like kiss to. right outside of a church on Sunday or something like that. I think right? it's Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Connecticut has a lot of really weird conservative laws that you wouldn't expect. It's very yeah. Catholic. But if you go over to different cultures, you know, public displays of affection have been problematic. We were talking earlier about the first kiss, about Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. They had laws governing when you could kiss. Who you could because kiss. Because... Kissing for the Mesopotamians was inherently sexual, and that was something that people, you know, were modest mm-hmm. about. Even back then, people were, relatively speaking, sure. modest and aware of privacy and their sexuality. Well, you know, um, back to Justin Garcia, the the guy who uh, works as the director of the Kinsey Institute now uh, in Indiana, he and his team, you know, they found out some interesting things cross-culturally about kissing. Uh, for one, they found out that Middle Easterners in 10 out of the 10 groups of Middle Easterners they surveyed, oh, yeah. all engage in romantic kissing. It's a big part of romance for them. Um, they found hardly anyone, if any society in Central America, admitted to kissing romantically. And America, specifically North America, guess how many groups of people said, yeah, we kiss routinely. During- how many groups or no, what well, percentage? They, 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 did it as, they did it as these groups, I think. But it was 55% which was surprising to me that, that, seems low. that Westerners don't kiss romantic. At least they're not telling researchers that they kiss romantically. Um, I mean, it's kind of strange. Uh, I'd have to know more about that study. That seems low to me. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me that Middle Easterners kiss or yeah. that people who But I think are, that probably is a misconception that the Middle East is full of all these really, you know, draconian rules and we keep our distance from women. We cover them up and somehow that they, they don't, enjoy touching or kissing or sex, well, but that's not true. Cultural, social norms, they change over time. I mean, mm-hmm. Lucy and Ricky didn't sleep in separate beds, but somehow they had a baby. Yeah, true. Right? I mean, yeah. so in the 50s... Of course, that stingray at the North Carolina uh, uh, Aquarium is having a baby as well and hadn't had a male around for the past, like, seven years. So I guess there could be a virgin birth. Yeah, I, sp- I suppose. Uh, yeah, kissing was really, you know, in the, in a... 30s, 40s, especially the 50s, public displays of affection. Even today, people have uh, hang ups, don't a hang-up on public displays well, of affection. Do, ma- you? Ma- Do you? No, care? of course, I don't care. But I think people have more of a hang-up when it comes to like um, certain types, certain groups of people kissing, right? right? We don't want to see, quote, those people kissing, but it's okay if we do it. I mean, that was certainly the case. Um, when I was growing up. People, Do you know what the first lesbian kiss on yeah. television was? Um, I think it was um, Murphy Brown or something no, like that. No, it was Roseanne. Roseanne. Roseanne, like yeah. Her daughter. No, Roseanne. Roseanne, Roseanne herself had a... Come on, man. you got to know the history of the first lesbian kiss on television. No, I don't, I don't, I don't follow Roseanne Barr after she... She went, to a, she went to a gay bar on the show, and um, she was hit on, and she ended up making out with somebody. Yeah. That's sweet, isn't it? Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Any other historical or, like, Culturally or economically relevant associations with kissing, we should look. Know about. Politicians have used public displays of affection to seem more normal, and I'm not talking about the platonic 
They go and kiss Air a baby. Kiss. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I, by the way, have never other. kissed a baby. I mean, wow. I've kissed my babies, but I've never gone out to kiss, kiss a, anyone else. I think babies. that's weird. Like, don't kiss my baby. Well, there's a lot of people that don't like kissing babies in general. In fact, I was on a website the other night, and this lady said, I haven't kissed my kid since my kid was three years old. That's just weird and creepy. And I'm thinking, it's weird and creepy for you to think kissing your own baby is weird and creepy, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard people say weird um, stuff like that. But what about uh, like somebody like Al Gore? I don't know if you remember 2000. Yeah, kissing the Gore. Yeah, I mean, it was humanizing. People yeah. said, oh, wow, like he's a... Not a stiff robot. Yeah, uh, even though it looked like a stiff robot kiss. It did. Uh, same thing when Mitt Romney kisses his wife. I thought, eh. Do they kiss right. in public? I haven't I seen that. I forget. I think they did. Um, you never seen Trump kiss anybody? No, no. I have. He doesn't kiss and tell. I, <laughs> well, other people do. Other people are Trump gets Trump gets right down to business. Plus, you've already heard that like kissing is so intimate. That's the reason prostitutes don't do it. They like to reserve that for the people they care most about. And maybe that's why Trump hasn't done much kissing. He's too busy paying prostitutes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe yeah. he's just not somebody who's comfortable with intimacy. Yeah. Not that we are going back to psychoanalyze him. But so, um, but continue yeah, with this idea of the, the, the platonic kiss, right? There's a lot of different sort of types of kisses, reasons we can kiss other than leading to sex or other than like... Yeah, I'm interested in the, these. The, I'm the interested in these. Like, first of all, let's start with the kisses greeting kiss. Greet- Give me yeah, the greeting yeah. kiss. The, That's the just sniff, totally cultural, the right? The air kiss, the kiss on the cheek, the head, uh, a variety of like kissing hands and I guess in some places kissing feet, particularly if you're showing subservience or something like that. Well, it's also religious. Religious, yeah. I think obviously there's a ton of reasons we might kiss other than... Le- other than hoping it'll lead to sex or other than communicating our romantic intentions with one another. And that's with other adults. We also have kissing um, with children. Mm -hmm. We can kiss them on the forehead. We kiss them on the cheek, kiss them on the lips. I'll admit I kiss both my seven and nine year old on the lips. I was going to ask about your dad. Did you you kiss your dad on the lips? I did not. And I didn't like it. He would try and I didn't like it, but I remember my dad had cigarette and coffee breath. My dad had like a scratchy beard. My dad was already, you know, just, I don't know. I, I was always icked out by my dad anyway, so I don't I don't know. Um, but honestly, I don't remember kissing my mom on the lips that much either. And when I did it, I remember it feeling awkward. I didn't want to keep doing it. So I, yeah, I, I, I kissed, always like kissing both my, my parents. on the, I still do. Yeah, no, I, still I, kiss I, my kissed, parents on the I tried lips. to kiss them on the cheek and hug them. But again, my my son and daughter, I kissed them both on the lips. I don't think anything of it. No, and people have asked, how long will that continue? And I just say, as long as they're comfortable doing it. Yeah. To be honest I, with you, it's not about me at this point. It's about them. Yeah, I, I, I've i never really thought twice about it. I guess we grew up in a, you know... A, An amorous, affectionate household. Yeah, we grew up, I mean, we always had a lot of affection within our family mm-hmm. dynamic, and so that was just something that was... You know, kiss kiss yeah. on, the, on the whips. Um, yeah, blowing kisses. Uh, what about... I got a couple of others for you. What about kissing um, when you're greeting perfect strangers? Um, well, it, again, I think it depends it's on, it's cultural, cultural. right? Do I you think. ever do it here in America? No, I would yeah. never do that here in the I, United States. I do States. know a few people kind of a little bit, like they're not really close to me. They're acquaintances. And every time I, I get around them, they do try to like grab me and kiss me. It's a little awkward, but I just say, well, you know, I just chalk it up to that's just who they are and I'll try to go along with it. Yeah. You got to be careful in today's day and age, right? Cause even a, a Shot across the cheek could be uh, misconstrued. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, a, a shot in the mouth could could lead to like mononucleosis, the Epstein Barr virus. I mean, it could definitely we'll, do we'll those things. That, right? Yeah, we'll it could definitely do those. Herpes things. simplex one and hepatitis and all the others. 
But and I was sort of bringing this up earlier, which is why I don't like True True Blood and all those other vampire movies because they encourage us to bite when we're into one another, and I think that's just gross hygienically. You don't want to open up a wound and then yeah, introduce I, I would say eighty thousand bacteria within ten seconds of kissing. Biologists find that about eighty thousand bacteria are swapped. In yeah, but that's for a French kiss. kiss. Now, when you do you. Uh, and do you have the do you French kiss your wife? No, that's what I was saying. We asked that earlier. We, I, I don't French kiss that often. If we do it, it's it's kind of playfully. Like I, yeah, I might have done we it, do it when I was little. Be silly, yeah. uh, but now we don't we don't typically do that. But yeah, I mean, we've got twenty or thirty different strains of uh, different microorganisms in our spit. Yeah, I know it can um, be pretty gross. I mean, it's yeah. a guarantee, right? So I'll tell you one story. I do remember one particularly vigorous makeout session when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Next day, woke up, or that night, it was Friday, had a basketball game on Saturday, I was playing, uh, I think it's important that our listeners know that I was playing uh, basketball yeah. at a junior varsity level. I, yeah. I think at that's important. Four foot ten. At 4'11". Yeah, 4'11 yeah. that year. So I, I had sprouted. It still out-jumped most people in the gym, I bet. Hey, man, I was I was decent. I wasn't starting, but I was coming off the bench. Mm. Um, so I had the game, went to bed, got so sick. I mean, I had the worst flu in my life. Uh, three weeks, or not three weeks, uh, three days later... Uh, same thing with Amanda. She was. We were both dead. Mm. Um, there are very few times I can think of in my three years, say, uh, relationship mm-hmm. with my wife, then girlfriend, when we were making out all the time, mm-hmm. that one of us would get sick and the other wouldn't. Interesting. Right? That you we brought, were always getting sick that you bring together. That up. Yeah. Interesting to bring that up. Um, that's been studied actually. This idea of whether or not your immune systems somewhat synchronize. The more you kiss, the longer you're in a relationship where there's romantic kissing. And it turns out that, yeah, um, the microbiota, um, the microbiome in your mouth, uh, it looks very similar to the microbiome in your wife's mouth if you guys kiss routinely. Mm-hmm. How about that? So With romantic kissing, not with just the good well, no, morning, just, good just night. With, just with sharing kisses in general. I really? mean, obviously, romantic kissing can probably swap a little bit more saliva, but you, you, your mouth is still teeming both on the lips, inside the mouth, everywhere with, with bacteria. You know, despite <clears throat> how much time I spent kissing as a kid and, and how little I kiss now by comparison, um, I'm surprised that most researchers find that we kiss somewhere between 20 and 25,000 minutes throughout our lifetime. That's about two to two and a half weeks of just continuous kissing. Can you imagine? That's pretty good. It's not Something bad. like that to me screams there's something important here. Sure. We're communicating something. We're you know, finding something out. That about I, I don't know. For me, it just feels like that connection you have to another person. Well, we, we never mentioned this question of pre-mastication. By the way, not to be confused with premature ejaculation or masturbation. Pre-mastication. You know what that is? I don't. That is pre-chewing the food. This is think before Gerber. No, pre-chewing the food thing. and then passing it on to your offspring. Not just birds. Birds do it. But also humans, right? Before ner- before. Gerber, you would you would likely still feed your kids after or while you're still breastfeeding. You would you would give them whole foods, but you couldn't risk them not being able to chew it and digest it. So you would chew it for them and give it to them. As a parent, you never chewed some of the food or never like nope. put food in your mouth to make sure it wasn't too hot before you give it to your kid. Never have I. I ever. did that over and over and over. In fact, I remember not that long ago biting pieces of steak off for my son. Instead of cutting it with a knife, it didn't have a knife. I just bite it into little pieces and stick it in its plate. Never have I ever. And uh, it wasn't pre-chewed, but you know, perhaps some of the some of my saliva was on it. Um, All right. 
So we think that maybe a kissing uh, kind of evolved or co-evolved alongside pre-mastication. Maybe we we chewed food first using our lips and mouth and communicated, or didn't communicate, but but uh, fed one another with that. Well, that and then we later another... started communicating with the mouth more, and then later did we start like sampling one another's DNA or sampling one another's pheromones with getting close to the, each other. Well, I think that brings up an interesting question, mm-hmm. which is which came first, the platonic kiss or the non-platonic kiss? I think the platonic kiss probably came first. I would say I, none. See, I was thinking more along the lines of when you're a baby, you learn about how good it feels and how important it is to put your lips on your mom's breast for feeding purposes. And there's a warmth, there's a comfort, there's a shared activity. There's the release of oxytocin. There's the release of serotonin, not just for you, but also from mom. And I'm wondering if that, to some degree, sets you up later in life for really enjoying putting your lips on other people or other people's bodies. Sounds to me like you're speaking (laughs) about an oral fixation. No, I'm just saying that there is a neurological set of pathways that are laid down both physiologically and socially while you're breastfeeding. I think you would agree with that. Yeah, sure, sure. And then uh, throughout life, there's other opportunities to kind of feel good through your lips again. I mean, do you know how many nerve endings, specialized nerve endings we have in our lips? No. 43,000 specialized nerve endings in our lips. These things are incredibly erogenous. In fact, Some people argue that the lips are the most erogenous external part of our bodies. Really? The most erogenous exposed, they call it, part of the body. So we have more nerve endings in our lips than we do our fingertips? Pretty damn close. They'd be be a close second to fingertips. Okay, so... um, The, again, the anthropologist Desmond Morris said that... um, Lips probably evolved as kind of a secondary marker or a signal. He called it a um, sexual echo. Interesting. I was just about to ask that question. He said, look, you know, when you think about bonobos, our closest living relatives, when they're in estrus, when they are at peak fertility, their um, genitals swell and turn red. And since they're on all four, you can see them from behind, from a great distance away. So a man, a male bonobo can see, oh, that chimp is sexually receptive right now. If we have sex... We're going to produce offspring. But throughout human evolution, as you know, we stood up. And that might have um, changed our the ease with which we can signal uh, sexual receptivity and proceptivity for women. With, our, with, our, with our genitals. Yeah, for women. So um, we believe that the marking got transferred. The buttocks transferred to the breast and the vulva transferred to the lips. And, and if you look at the lips carefully... They have the same texture, color, and other types of composition as vulva. Um, and when you ask people to pick out their favorite photograph of a woman's, you know, lips on her face, um, men across the world almost always pick out the one that's the brightest red. Really? No matter what color lipstick you put on, it's the brightest red. That, that yeah. I, I did not know that. So, and well, and you, by the way, lips do swell, but even when they don't swell, we go and put collagen in them. Women, oh, hell yeah. women make yeah. them bigger and more voluptuous and more full. Yeah. And again, it might be a, as Desmond Morris called it, a, a genital echo, a, a secondary sort of mimic. Well, I was just thinking genitals. that when young children, two, three, start masturbating, mm-hmm. 
it's not sexual. It's just that, hey, this is skin that feels good. Absolutely, and right? Because so, they, they don't have any concept yeah. of sexuality. I mean, how, how many and people so, kiss their own arms? And so that's and what kiss, I was going to ask yeah. you with regards to kissing is perhaps it was just as simple as this is skin that feels good. 100%. I'm glad you brought that up, this idea that why do we kiss? Maybe we kiss because it feels good. Yeah, like right. Like just point blank Bang. period. Maybe, maybe there's nothing... Necessarily See, ladies else. and gentlemen, that yeah, is what yeah. is so fun about Kissing the social sciences. All you have to do is make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> the why questions can be answered with one word, you know? Because. Because. Oh. Because. Um, there's at least one other non-sexual or platonic, to use Plato's term, uh, Plato's name, um, for, for kissing that we haven't mentioned. And uh, I think we should take a break and come back and talk about that one. Let's do it. back. If you're just joining us, this is Jason McCoy alongside my co-host Nelson Bowyer. We are the cast of Put Them on the Couch, and today, the science of smooching. Oculation, as scientists sometimes refer to it. Been talking about the evolution, the chemistry, the neuroscience, the biology, the politics, the economics, the you name it. We've been talking about it. And in the last segment, before we went to this very brief break, we were talking about platonic or non-sexual Types kissing. of kissing. Yeah. And I said that there's at least one area, one category that we haven't hit on. Nelson, can you think of what that is? Um, no, think, not really. Think mommy and child. Um, kissing, uh, foreheads, kissing injuries. Kissing boo-boos or owies. Boo-boo yeah. You ever kissed or been kissed after you fell down or bumped your head or went out? I don't think so. Do you remember that? Maybe, Mommy coming I mean, over I, and giving I, you a kiss and rubbing it? If she did, I was it. too young. Maybe like kissing a finger that I burnt or after I got that stupid finger prick at the doctor. Maybe yeah. something like that. I can't think of anything like that. So, you know, on the one hand, I want to chalk it up to placebo and just say, look, mom is a source of great comfort, right? Right. And so to that extent, if I'm hurting or if I feel like I'm about to get hurt, just having mom around, just having mom say it's going to be okay and reassuring me might, in fact, sort of set off this cascade of, of I don't know, alarm-fighting or pain-fighting chemicals, right? Like when I'm stressed, cortisol rises. But when someone hugs me, especially my mom, there's a whole suite of other chemicals that can kind of compete against this. But I've been thinking lately about some other possibilities regarding the kiss and the boo-boo. In... The study of um, skin receptors, like pain receptors, we know that there are certain receptors in the skin that just hurt like hell when they're open to air, okay? And we know that you can sort of kind of encourage the body to to release chemicals that will fight against that effect by rubbing around the site of that injury. How many times have you guys... Uh, listening, ever rubbed a boo-boo or rubbed a sore spot to make it feel better. We know that rubbing helps release a chemical called substance P, which mitigates some of these pain signals that would otherwise, otherwise go sort of unadulterated. So I'm wondering if the act of putting your lips against your child's head or arm when they fall down might actually kind of be like rubbing the injury. And could that be 
releasing a chemical-like substance, P. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Now, I don't suggest that you kiss an open wound. In no, fact, that's a bad there, idea. There might be some dangers associated with kissing that we we might need to explore. Well, yeah, certainly throughout history, kissing people have been aware that kissing somebody with a sore or an open sore can lead to um, you know transmission disease transmission. Disease. Absolutely, or maybe just kissing in general can lead to some disease, of right? some of our most common illnesses. The cold sore, herpes simplex mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. is obviously connected to kissing. Mm-hmm. And you were mentioning some other diseases, right? Man, uh, did well, you ever get the kissing? There's did you ever get the kissing disease, disease? known as mononucleosis? Did you ever no, get the kissing theoretically lead to? M- no, wouldn't it make you healthier if it's introducing all these different? Um, yeah, microbes some, and antibodies. Yeah, some it? people actually believe that kissing might act as an immunization, right? right? A or form that kissing of, or might a form actually of inoculation. Reduce, might reduce um, oral um, problems. Yeah, there's also evidence to suggest that, like, if you've got cavities in your mouth, then you are more likely to introduce harmful bacteria into the mouth of the person you're kissing. So True. it kind of cuts both That's ways. Probably, so where do you think all this goes, man? What is the future of the kiss? Oh, so. Recently, there have been some photographs of Elon Musk, Mr. Futurist, Mr. Billionaire, kissing what appears to be an AI robot. Yeah, but you got to be careful that that could be AI itself. No, it, it is. It is. That's sort of the <laughs> irony here. It, these are AI-generated, I assume, pictures of an AI robot kissing. Very attractive, I might add, those robots. Yeah, kissing those Elon Musk. And by the way, Elon Musk looks kind of awkward. The The robots look pretty sensual but the elon musk looks pretty awkward he looks good and i think he was upset by it a lot of people have been upset by it um there's also people something called the henry kissinger oh uh, yeah <laughs> no yeah. no no connection to henry kissinger but it is a play on words apparently about 2008 or 9 um an asian company put out this piece of technology that would connect with your iphone right and would give you um the ability to like interact with this device that would connect with your phone through your lips and then the vibrations would get um, encoded and sent to the person on the, perhaps the other side of the world and they would put their lips on it and they would feel you like um, stimulating the device. I'm looking at a photograph of a new version of this uh, created by a Chinese company just came out last year and this thing looks like if you've ever seen the sexual toy called the flesh light, um, something that you would penetrate with your penis um this thing looks like a fleshlight and it's penetrating your tongue yeah and it's sitting on a smartphone and there's a gentleman pursing his lips up against it and the company um says quote this device will transmit users kiss data collected through motion sensors so similar to the henry kissinger hidden in silicon lips here's the key this device has silicon-based lips um, hence, it looks like a flashlight. For those of you that don't know what a flashlight is, Google it, or maybe don't Google it. Yeah. Uh, makes sounds and even warms up when uh, warms up slightly when kissed. So, you know, could this be the future? Could this be the wave of the future? I don't know. I don't man. know, I man. I don't want anything line. to kiss in the future. I want something to do my housework. I want something to do my yard work. I want something to help me. Um, time. You got to be in more places than once at the same time as a as a parent and that's that's hard. I will let's do uh, let's do this then since you want some real. Yeah. Let's do some kissing rapid fire. Okay. All right. Uh best kiss of all time in a feature film. Um I'm going to go 
um, Lady and the Tramp. Oh, that's a good one with the yeah. meatball. That's good. Yeah, and with, the, this, with the spaghetti. Yeah. Spaghetti, that's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you ever kiss a robot? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. What celebrity would you most Scarlett want to Johansson. kiss? Scarlett Johansson. Absolutely. She's really tall, and I think she has beautiful lips, and I bet she smells good. Have you ever kissed a celebrity? Um, no. Rate your kiss on a scale of 1 to 10. My kiss, probably a five. I don't think it's particularly good or bad. Who is our best presidential kisser? Uh, I would imagine Barack Obama because he was Ooh. just cool. Okay, yeah. And he wasn't afraid to like sing in public. And his wife, I think, adored him and thought he was cool. So I think that's that's important when you're kissing someone is does the person respect you? Does the person find other things about you cool? Right? I think you can get away with a little extra tongue. I think you can get away with your kiss being a little sloppy. I think you can get away with your breath not smelling minty fresh every time you kiss. If if you also have the respect of your significant other that you're kissing, right? So, for instance, my wife would probably say the best kiss we've ever had is after I changed some diapers, cleaned the house, and maybe went out and bought her some jewelry, right? Yeah, sure. Context. Sure. Context matters. What about the, what about the worst presidential kisser? Oh, God. Don't I say mean, Trump. You can't, I'm not going to say Trump, but I just I thought I thought um, as I look back at some of these older presidents, obviously we don't have video footage of them, but as I look back at some of these guys, they just seem kind of weird and stiff. I just can't even imagine um, looking at some of their wives. Likewise, seemed weird and stiff. I don't know. I don't want to say, but I'm thinking Gerald Ford and his wife, maybe. Okay. If you uh, had Nixon, Nixon, I Nixon should say would maybe be a, Nixon, his wife. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Ford is kind of hot. Okay. Yeah, she yeah, was cool. Because Ford cool. exercises all the yeah, time and but, everything. But I'm saying Nixon and his wife, maybe. Yeah. yeah I didn't mean to say Ford. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you rather kiss a smoker or a person with three teeth? I'd rather kiss a person with three teeth. Have you ever kissed the smoker? I have once or twice, but it, the relationship didn't go very far. I am one of those people that have stopped a relationship in its tracks after I kissed and it didn't taste right or feel right or smell right or, yeah. All right, final question before we get to a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You have to pick one man to kiss. Who are you picking? I'm going to pretend like I got to think about it, but honestly, <laughs> I'm going to kiss any man on my favorite soccer team, Man City. Okay. Kevin DeBrunner, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish. Um, Jeremy Doku, all those guys, athletic. Um, um, <laughs> okay, you're handsome, not, young. Not, you know. What about Travis Kelsey? No, nah, you don't like nah, the beard. Dude. No, I don't like the country boy lumberjack look. I okay. like more of the boyish, handsome look. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, because he's shaved. Yeah, yeah, I like Gronk. Yeah, and he's funny too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want a little bit of a. You'd have to have somebody that was. Somewhat of a comedian if it was two heterosexuals kissing, right? Yeah. Got to make a joke out of it because we can't actually enjoy it because we're too, you know, hung up about being being straight. I'm not hung up about being straight. No, I most, just I'm just saying men. most men. Most <laughs> men are. Um, All right. Oh, hey, well, I got one more, I guess. How many, uh, how many times a day would you say you kiss your spouse? Uh, two or three. And what about your kids? Uh, probably 20 or 30. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, probably two or three times each. Now that they're older, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's see true. Him, see them less. But when they were seven and nine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't tuck them in now. They just say goodnight and I give them a kiss before bed. Man, no, I definitely tuck them in. And I, I get, I take every chance I can to sniff their 
foreheads and kiss them on their heads and yeah, nothing, kiss them on the cheeks and nuzzle nothing, them. Nothing more human than that. No. Well, man, I've enjoyed it. I yeah, hope well, wait a uh, minute. you've you enjoyed gotta, listening. You got to get us. Oh, uh, you got to diagnose the kiss. The kiss. And by the way, you you gave a good answer. You were wrong on Lady and the Tramp. It's yeah. clearly the Princess Bride. I was gonna say I was gonna Bride, diagnose. Man. I was gonna diagnose kissing by using a line from the Princess Bride. Yeah, that's right? it. I want to diagnose kissing by thinking about an alien coming down to Earth and just observing the kinds of strange things we appear to be doing. Never mind what it must look like to a group of aliens watching us throw a pigskin around. And, and, you know, for football games, never mind an alien coming down and watching us like just stand in a room together and then start like just contorting and like gyrating wildly, so-called dancing. I can only imagine what an alien would think as two of us were just sitting there, our eyes locked onto one another. And before you know it, we are jamming our tongues down into one another's throats. Um, to use the quote from the kid in The Princess Bride, yuck. <laughs> That's my diagnosis for kissing. Despite the fact that it's probably beneficial in more ways than not, from relieving stress to lowering blood pressure, may even encourage us to live longer. Certainly people who kiss report more satisfaction in their relationships. But at the same time, when you get right down to it, man, that is a lot of microorganisms going from your mouth to someone else's. And so if you said... I've only kissed one or two people throughout my life. I can imagine that your immune system's kind of synced up. I imagine that your germs are their germs anyway. But the average person says that they kiss 19 or 20 people in a lifetime. And I imagine, if I'm being honest, I've probably kissed two, three, four times that many people. Um, that is just outright gross, man. <laughs> it's it, it gross. really is. So that's your diagnosis. That's my gross. Gross is my diagnosis. Gross. Yeah, you know what's crazy? As human beings, it's probably not even the grossest thing we do on a regular basis. No. We are I, a gross group. I was going to um, give it pica, which is a, a type yeah, of eating yeah, disorder. I know pica, where you, yeah, where you I had a pica kinds. baby. Yeah, where you eat different kinds <laughs> my of My daughter like, used to eat like materials. sand at the beach. And yeah, so I guess we could, if, if I want to use a DSM diagnosis, right, I'd say it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a form of pica a form of eating strange, otherwise inedible materials. Yeah. Well. Trying to ingest one another, well, bite I, one another. Well, I enjoyed it. I hope uh, you have plenty of kisses on tap for the holiday tomorrow. Yep. I have the usual number, no more, no less. You mean less. the holiday today, because this is being oh, released it's coming out on today. Valentine's yeah, the Day. The holiday so today, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Day. Hope all of you guys that do kiss get some good kisses. I hope all you guys that don't kiss get some good kisses too, but just in the form of those little chocolates that are wrapped in foil. I don't wish that on anybody. Get those hearts, those candy hearts. Oh, those are good. Dove candy those hearts. are good. Yeah, chocolates are overrated. Oh, you you're talking about those uh, no. gross little yeah, those gross things <laughs> with the with messages the weird on them. messages on them. Yeah, yeah. like the like the Valentine's Day fortune cookies. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been here enough. We've done this enough. It's an hour, and I know. Um, our listeners are probably uh, ready to turn this thing off. Well, let's turn it off for them, buddy. Yeah. See you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. And uh, our next one will be Nostalgia with Dr. Jeff Green from Virginia Commonwealth University in a couple of days. Take care. Since the invention of the kiss, there have been five kisses that were rated the most passionate, the most pure. This one left them all behind.